Hey everybody, this is Colin Detmar, a host of Bottle Crow, and this week's episode is going to be a little weird. Um, we have been trying to record for almost a month now, I guess, um, and we've had a plurality of technical issues. Uh, Emily's computer died, and then we uh, finally she got a new computer and we started working on that, and she had headset troubles, and then we had internet connection issues... And it turns out we had more headset issues again another time. So we have a total of like two hours of recording, a lot of which is unusable. Um, So what we have for you this week is about an hour of of two different recording sessions. A third recording session, we can't use it all because the sound quality is just so bad. Um, We're going to get back to normal bottle crow soon. We're really sorry about this. Um... We're gonna have to buy her a new headset. Um, I'm, I might get a new headset myself. Try and raise the bar on quality around here. We're very sorry for the issues, and uh, so this is gonna be first. It's gonna be the first session for about half an hour, and there'll be a break, and I'll come back to you and I'll let you know what's up, and then we'll play the second half. Um, it's gonna feel like the conversation stops abruptly. That's because it did. That's because technical issues popped up, and we're sorry. But here is Bottle Crow episode thirty-two. It's August 8th, 2016, and my brackets are already screwed. I'm Colin Detmar. And I'm Emily Dalton, and this is Bottle Crow, a Dota 2 podcast. And we are in the middle of the main stage of the International Six. Yay! We have had two matches go down. We've had uh, OG versus MVP Phoenix, and DC versus... Oh no, who are they playing? I haven't seen anything today. Really? Yeah. Okay. It's been a bit so of you a don't, day. You don't know how any of it went? No. Okay, because I was going to ask you... I'm good up uh, through group stages, but uh, yeah. Yeah, okay, it was is DC versus Wings. I was going to mm. ask you how your how your brackets were going, uh, but I guess that's, that's our answer, huh? I would have pulled DC. for DC over Wings. How'd that go? Do you want to know? Yes! DC or Wings won over DC. Oh, bummer. And uh, OG lost to MVP. Wow. Yeah, no. I don't my, know what's my, happening my brackets anymore. Are, then <laughs> my brackets are collapsing rapidly. Um. Yeah, we uh, since we last recorded, you know, the international has begun. Woo. We got through all wild card. We got through all of group stages. Um. I won our 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 wild card prediction, but only kind of like price of price is right method right <laughs> which is like well emily had already claimed that e-home and complexity were going to go through so i'll say e-home and escape just to be different um and that happened there was a there was a pretty sick burn i think it was on stage which was uh, one of the hosts was talking to it was probably swindles i'm, I'm i heard this third hand but basically was talking to Swindles and gave him a dollar and said, there, now you can say complexity won money at the International. Oh, Jesus. Like, oh, man, that's brutal. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. He was he was not playing well those games, to be fair. But, you know, the, I don't know. It's hard for me to tell because I know a little bit, like, I'm able to read Dota a little bit better every year, but so far this year, it has seemed like a great international, even just group stages. Oh, sure. Totally. Especially compared to TI4, my first live international. And we're still bitter about that. Oh, yeah. Like, we had a conversation the other day, and I realized that I was still negatively associated to newbie because of how shitty those ti4 finals were oh yeah i am biased no kidding i was telling my partner like they're not the most hated team in dota but they might be the most disliked because yeah yeah. and like i don't hate vici and they were the other side of that grand final but also like the newbie got the invite the next year and just ate shit Mm -hmm. and you were like these are the guys who are our champions really uh listen it was a bad look it was bad yeah concur and 
it feels like this meta, like the okay. So I think the meta we're currently in, and I, I'm I'm talking bigger than just the six point eight eight meta, right? I'm talking generally. I feel like the pat the the basic strategy of the game has been the same for several patches in a row. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, not you know it. There have been changes, but like basically, it's been about coordination and teamwork and having an all around like reliable team, right? I feel like it's, it's become a- clear that that's what it's been about in the most recent patch though, you know, like now we're sure. like, Oh, that's what we've been building toward. I think so. But I think that's been the case for a while. I think basically like it, it's funny cause OG has, has lost their first game at the international. Mm-hmm. Um, but this meta was kind of established by OG at Frankfurt. They showed everyone sort of a sneak peek at what the next year was going to be about. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's been the case. And it's great. It's, it's so wonderful to see the team aspect of it really, really emphasized, right? And not just like, oh, you're not, you're not alone, because you know, of course, you, you know, you've never four protect one hasn't been the thing for a long time now. No one is um, alone, except for when Envy tries to do it. Um, but it's it's different because it's more about I feel like it's more about like understanding your teammates not just like okay how can we work together to do a thing but like how can we work together without even thinking about the fact that we're working together mm-hmm. so last night the night before we were watching uh, I don't remember which but an OG game from the group stages and my partner is getting really frustrated with the commentators shout out to last week the commentary problematic like no tail's gonna die it was a uh, mott and ld oh no tail's gonna die and he's like he's not he's he's distracting the other team while his teammates get away like yes that's right they're working together so well mm-hmm. uh, no yeah it's astonishing to watch it's such good dota i really love this meta and yeah i i really like whoever wins this is gonna have earned it which is really great and we're going to get a lot of great Dota along the way. <laughs> I'm not ready um, to say that. I I am. But I don't know. I like okay. Let's talk about secret. Okay. What is going wrong? Is it the RTZ curse? Is it envy being envy? Is it People just like every time Pylidai dies, everybody sees his face and just wants to hug him, and that means they're not looking at their computer and, and they get killed. One thing I found really interesting is when it really came down to it, and they were like, unless Secret 2-0 for this last series, then we're going to have a bunch of tiebreaker games. And so then Secret are able, like, a Secret's going to the loser's bracket no matter what, but they're able to 2-0 their opponents in order to drag them down to the loser's bracket with them. Like, they may just be a team of darkness. They may just be destined for bad things. Hmm. So I'm voting Destiny. How about I'm you? I'm voting Arteezy. I like Arteezy. I don't dislike... At this point in the history of Bottle Crow, every time I say I don't dislike Arteezy, and maybe I should stop and think about that one. Because I keep pointing the finger. <laughs> yeah, you might dislike Arteezy. I might dislike Arteezy. <laughs> uh... I don't know. Like, I think he's a great player, and I enjoy watching him pull off some amazing stuff. But, like, I feel like he and and Eternal Envy, Jackie Mao, are kind of cut from the same cloth in terms of, like, what they're like in the game. In ways. Now, okay, hear me out. (laughs) The difference is... Well, there are a couple. One is that Eternal Envy is willing to go way crazier, way riskier. And the other is that outside of the game, Eternal Envy is like a really like self-effacing, like, he doesn't seem to have an ego problem. He certainly has problems, but like, he's the first one to say like, boy, I really fucked that game up, right? And like... Yeah, we tried our best, but, you know, sometimes it's just too fucking hard for us. And, like, there's something about that that I really find kind of magnetic. 
that he's really Canadian. Humble, humble is not the right word. Canadian might be the word. Canadian might be the word because he is Canadian. My partner's like, Canadian. Listeners, this is not hate. Um, it's just like he doesn't have a high opinion of himself, but he has confidence in himself. If that makes sense, he knows what he is, and he's okay with it, even though sometimes he knows it sucks. And Artizi is just cocky as shit. Now and forever. And I find that personally less appealing. And not me. Well, and I think some of it. So, like, I've realized that my favorite player to watch is Moon Meander. Um, and some of that is because I'm a goon. Like, I like trolls. And so Artizi has done some trolling in games that I really... It certainly is cocky as shit. I find it very appealing. So I think that's one difference. Hmm. But also, Eternal Envy has poorer awareness of what's happening with his team. I that's think. true. So, you know. Yeah, I think that's I think that's fair. Um I think he's more prone to tunnel vision. Yeah. Um But sometimes, I don't know, like I have I have an affection for the mad science of Dota, you know? I have an affection for when Puppy drafts Medusa with a coddle backing her up so her mana shield never runs out. Mm-hmm. I have an affection for Eternal Envy split pushing and seeing that it's not working so he buys a rapier to split push faster. Like, there's that magic to it. Sure. Artezi don't have that magic. He's a really good player, and sometimes he pulls off plays that are just ridiculous, but they're ridiculous because it's like, this is what needs to happen in this moment, and I do it, right? It's not like, how did you even think of that, you lunatic? Well, I wonder what the seven this is, like, do you remember, and, you know, no hate to you if you don't, do you remember, like, the first moment where you really noticed Arteezy as a player in a game, like, the first thing, play that really stands out to you? Like in Wolves. That was the first time that I was like, I mean, the first time I remember seeing him was him playing techies when they were the like when they were revealed in that TI uh, All Star game, mm. right? And I was like, who the fuck is this Joker? Um, but the first time I really paid attention to him was when I saw him make that play with the Lycan Wolves when he got doomed and was getting ganked and he denied himself with his own wolves, and I was like, God damn, this guy, huh? For me. It's, uh, he was in the bottom lane, he was Shadow Fiend, he was killing Eternal Envy, I don't remember who Eternal Envy was playing, and so Envy's definitely going to die, so he just tries to grab a couple creeps, so Arteezy denies the creep, and then kills Envy, and for me, that's like, I can't hate Arteezy, I have to love him, because of that right there, it was such a hot moment. I remember that, and it was, it was like... It was really smart. It was also just funny as hell. Yeah, it was fucked up in a really funny way. It's like, oh, you guys are carries. Because <laughs> <laughs> supports would literally never do that. No. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird and magical that they're on the same team now. Um, it doesn't seem like it's proving to be the, the kind of like good magic that makes good things happen. But Maybe know. not. So, okay. Changing my esteem name, by the way, to the good magic that makes good things happen. <laughs> steam name right now is pretty good. I like it. Um, so, like, LGD. Going into this tournament, I didn't expect much of LGD, mm-hmm. right? And the first couple of games were fucking fire. They were destroying. They put out some amazing performances. Hmm. And then at the end of the group stages, those were like the only games they won the whole time. And I don't know what to think about LGD. Like in my personal brackets, I have them going decently far, but it's cause I can see, I see what they can do when they're really on. And like, I mean, they've got players like maybe an aggressive on there who are just, don't count those guys out. I, I don't think that like, any team that aggressive is on, I will take seriously. Mm. I hate to be the guy who's who's what putting it all on the carry, but that guy is—he's an astonishing carry. 
I'm remembering when he was on C-Deck, when C-Deck was making their big debut, and he was playing heroes like Phantom Lancer and just getting kill after kill in the early game. <laughs> and just like the commentators were just like, he's not an early game hero. How is this happening? It was really staggering. And I like... I feel like he hasn't lost that touch. But... I don't know. I, I wonder if there's not a lot of cohesion on that team or something. Hmm. It's confusing to me what is happening with them. Fortunately, their first game is against Secret, so they'll win. Hey! Boom! Shots fired. Pa 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 pow. <laughs> yeah, that's the low-hanging shot right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. It's, it's shooting the balloon at that little competition. Um, I don't know. What teams have caught your eye so far? I've already ranted to you about this in real life, but uh, I would say not quite Team Liquid, but Jerax, their five, is on fire. If you haven't watched his game so far, you totally should, listeners. Like, as Disruptor, as Oracle, as Rubik, he is blowing it away. And and it's great, because his team is giving him lots of room to shine. Yeah, his team cannot back him up at all. It's tragic. But he's playing astonishingly. It's really great to watch. How about for it's, you? Who's blowing your mind? It's... DC really showed up. Yeah, and I'm glad. I really want, like... I don't need them to win. I mean, obviously I want OG to win, but I don't even, like... It's not even, like, if not them, DC. But I need DC to get far. I need DC to show, like... I'd like them to get some of, revenge. Right, it's a team made up of people who got kicked off of teams for no good reason. Yeah. They need to fucking show those jackasses what for. Yeah, I wish them nothing but good in this tournament. Like, I... Obviously, the, the kicking, like, we and and... That was... Those were choices I did not agree with, right? Right. But also, just, like... Resolution. He was former Team Empire. Team Empire didn't even, like, they didn't make it through the qualifiers. Like, where do they get off kicking Resolution? What's wrong with them? I don't know. Team Empire doesn't fucking, you know, know their ass from breakfast these days, so. They're pretty... I don't know. CIS Dota is, is... kind of having a freak out so hmm. i mean empire is is nothing these days in fact they don't even have a full roster anymore because recently several of their players left one of them was just like okay i guess i'm quitting dota for a while <laughs> and one of them joined the new virtus pro because virtus pro like got fired um they're like their seat one of their like their i think they're like the president or something of virtus pro the organization, Mm -hmm. was like, yeah, our Dota 2 team is just not cutting it these days. You're all fired. Um, And they've got a new lineup, and it looks pretty fucking strong. Um, They've got Ramses, who was the uh, mid laner for uh, Team Spirit when they were on their little hot streak. Mm -hmm. They've got uh, Lil and No One, um, who were players for... uh, (sighs) second and double checking that I'm getting this right I am not getting this right okay I meant no one in solo who were players for Vega Squadron when they were hot uh, they've got Lil I think Lil's been with the organization no who was Lil with before okay now I'm totally getting disoriented it's Dota Google night no he was on Virtus Pro and then he got fired from Virtus Pro and then he got rehired Okay. Sounds like Dota. Your organization, your organization makes a lot of sense. Uh, but anyway, like, it's Yapasha, Yabashu, No One, Ramses, Solo, and Lil. That sounds like a pretty serious team to me. I really want to see Always Want to Fly show up again. Like, his IO was terrifying. I really hope there's more depth to his play than that, but, like, he carried his team for a while until everybody learned to ban IO against them. I would love to see him show up again and just, yeah. That would, be, take names. that would be good. Yeah. 
I don't know. There are so many great players around these days that when they when they disappear, it's just like fucking Bone Seven. I know he's out there somewhere. I want to see that guy again. Man, what is he? I want to see Sing Sing again. Hmm. Bone Seven I mean, would be Sing a more Sing. interesting pick. Yeah, I don't know. I especially because sorry, rough transition, but I had meant to ask you. Who are the heroes who you think people are trying to make work in this meta who don't work? Because I'm putting Legion Commander thir- like square in that list. I haven't seen a lot of Legion Commander. I've seen a couple, but not that much. I've seen, a, I would say, a couple few in the tournament, and it really is like, oh, Legion Commander should work now. Like, mm, no. I also, frankly, want to put Elder Titan on that list, but I could be convinced. Elder Titan is terrifying. Elder Titan is monstrous, and he has, I mean, he has like a 75% win rate at the tournament. Yeah, and I, I, I'm sure it's Anik data, because I mostly, I feel like I've seen him lose more often than win. And it's like, I can see, right? You can see what the hero does, you can see how terrifying that is, in theory. And then in practice, he wanders around and gets ganked a lot in the games that I watch. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Until, until I saw Soxa play him, I would have said uh, Oracle. <laughs> but Soxa with Oracle... That guy really knows what the fuck he's doing. Jarex also. He's really getting shit done. There's some great Oracle out there right now. I don't know. I, I don't think... Like, I don't think Death Prophet makes a lot of sense these days. Mm. I feel like for a carry, she's too... Like, for the current meta, for a carry, she is too long cooldown dependent. Mm, that makes sense. Um, and Nyx feels really hit and miss. Yeah. Well, and some of that is, I mean... So I've seen several games where I've watched Zhao Wei play. Like, he just ends up being the char- the player that I watch the most because he tends to play fours, right? He's the four. Mm-hmm. But, like, as Nyx, I've watched him just eat it and eat it and eat it and then warm up and do well. And some of the reason I'm noticing is because Ogre Magi, listeners, is maybe maybe my favorite hero to play, in the, like, recently. Um, I got to see a great game where Zhao Wei as Nyx was laning with Ogre Magi and just... They were just both getting eaten, like completely eaten the whole time. Uh, I've also seen him play really well and do really well as Batrider, but yeah. Hmm. Nyx. Mixed bag. Hmm. Any other carries you can think of? I don't want to say it. Say it! The few picks I have seen, Windranger is not working. Ah... And I, I, I don't even think you have to be a long-time listener to know how much that hurts me. It seems but... like a good metaphor, Shaker. <sighs> yeah, it should be. I think one of the problems Earthshaker has is that a lot of the carries that are in the meta these days are melee carries. Mm. And so a lot of the time you want your support to be ranged. Yeah. That's what's hurting Earthshaker. That's fair. I don't know, I... I'm seeing Marana played, like, the new Marana Ags has made Marana just an, a, a really fantastic mid, but also like, oh, a carry that, or a, a support that has potential to transition to semi-carry if you need her to, and I really wish Windranger could be that. I really wish they'd make the changes. I don't want her carry side buffed. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't mind, but like, it, I don't think it probably needs to happen. But the thing that used to be her trademark, which was her flexibility, is just not really the case anymore. Mm. And it bums me out. Sorry, man. It's it's a great meta. I mean, you know, Drow's in the meta. <laughs> great meta. I, it, in, in the last year, I learned to like Drow a lot. When I first started out, I thought Drow was for noobs, right? I mean, you weren't 100% wrong. She's a newbie-friendly character, but once you start to learn the game, then suddenly she seems like garbage. And then you learn the game more, and she's good again. And, yeah, I just, I like... She is a very, like, no-frills, simple character, but still has, like, clear weaknesses and strengths. Mm -hmm. And also, I really like just... If you let me get lightning arrows... I'll probably have a good time. I like split pushing. Like, I don't generally like split pushing. It's fine. 
Split pushing with a maelstrom for some reason is so fucking satisfying. <laughs> so. Who have you seen get the most disgusting, character wise? Uh. Boy. Because for me personally, I think the answer is Dazzle. Really? I just... So, part of it is, I'm doing a lot more watching games through the eyes of my partner, because we're watching a lot of this together, and he's like, oh, what's this? It's like, why aren't they dying? Why aren't they dying? And I'm going, Dazzle! Oh, I love Dazzle, but like, man, like, I have never seen him... He's always been a great hero, I think, for as long as I've been paying attention to Dota, but like, his ability to just keep everyone on his team alive? Gross. So good. I don't know. I've seen, like... I mean, the cheap answers are, like, Morphling and Slark, right? Sure. Like, fuck those guys. Slark Um, especially. Like, I feel like I see Morphling go down. Slark just... But, like, a good Morphling, like, by the time he's gone down, he's done so much damage it wasn't worth it. Fair point. Right? Like, you see players like Resolution or of course, Miracle, playing Morphling. Yeah. Who, like, they're just, like, using the replicant and jumping all over the place. And, like, there was a great game with, uh, I think you saw as well, with DC, where they had Morphling, and just, like, they had reduced... I I think they were playing E-Home? I don't remember. But they had reduced the enemy team to one ranged Rax. That was all that was left. And any time the enemy team did anything, as soon as it ended, they both, like, there was a moment you could... Mm, hang on. Hey, everybody. It's Colin again. I'm back. Uh, just wanted to let you know that was the first recording session that we did before um, before the tournament had completed. That was after the first day sort of in the middle of the first day of the group stages of the International Six. Um, this next recording session was after the International Six was over, uh, and then we did a, another recording session several days after that, which, as I mentioned before, we had to discard because we had so many sound issues with the, the files. Um, so next week, I'm going to try and get a guest on. We're going to try and do a special episode with no sound issues at all. That's that's the hope, right? Just a normal episode with a guest and have a good time. Um, and we'll see you then. But until then, here's our second half of our recording. It's August 14th, 2016, and the International is over. I'm Colin Detmar. And I'm Emily Dalton, and this is Bottle Crow, a Dota 2 podcast. And uh, sorry we didn't get you one earlier. We've had some some fun technical issues. (sighs) Probably sorted out now. Probably. There was some recording. Y'all missed out. Yeah. But here we are with with an International Six behind us. And uh, boy, that was a tournament, huh? Yeah. Sure. That's one way to put it. Are, are Are you displeased? I'm filled with bitterness and regret. Oh, right. You're that kind of fan. I forgot. I mean, I'm not a fan of the top team. That's what I'm saying. Ah. That's what I'm saying. You're the kind of fan who... I mean, like, we both wanted OG to win, right? Yes. After that, our lists look a little different, but yes. Yeah. And they were out disappointingly early. That was... Yes. That was a thing. Yeah. Uh, Nobody... I think just no one had prepared for TNC. And after that, people were like, oh, okay, we need to prepare for TNC. And then it was less of a problem for them. Oh, my God, though. Like, they were winning. It seemed like they were winning no matter what they did. And then they just... It's like they all had cholera. I mean, maybe they got maybe they got stage fright, honestly. I don't know. They've won two majors! Oh, oh, gee! I thought you meant TNC. No! <laughs> I don't care what happens to them. Ugh. <laughs> <sighs> Boy, you're, you're I'm a little salty. Dude. The technical difficulties, friends, have continued for me into this evening, and I am just Oh, and this is the point where I tell everybody I did not watch the last game of the international finals because I just it was clear what was going to happen and I just don't need any more pain in my life. How about that, Dota? Do you want to play later? 
No. But, like, maybe, maybe, maybe this weekend. Yeah. Um, so by the end, we were both rooting for, for DC. I think DC was probably third on your list, right? Uh, were they third? They certainly weren't higher than third. They were second on mine, but... They were probably fourth on my list. Uh, who was higher besides... Fanatic? Oh, well, no, just go ahead. OG, Fanatic, and then Liquid, not because I care about Liquid so much, but because Jerax was playing out of his mind. And then after they were out on like the last day before things got going, I saw the saddest interview in the world with him. It was awful, you know? Just being like, so how do you feel about like having been knocked out so early? We thought you were going to do better. He just like, he didn't cry, but he just like, he was in physical pain and being like a nice, cool dude about it. But also there's just this level underneath his demeanor of like, fuck you. Yeah. Which, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they gave that interview to Puppy, and Puppy was like, you know, I mean, you know, we made some made some mistakes. You might argue that I, I mean, he didn't say this word for word, but he pretty close to said, like, you might argue that I made a pretty big mistake several months ago. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but I mean, like, I feel like Jarex might be the saddest man at the International this year, right? Because a lesser man, I think, in that interview would have gone... I didn't do anything wrong. I played so good. Did you see how good I played? Which I did. I was watching. It was amazing. Uh, across several different heroes, Rubik and Disruptor and Oracle, just playing out of his mind. And when you're the five especially, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Sorry, man. But I noticed. I'm a fan of you as a human. I have become a bigger fan of, of Wii, mm. which I was already yeah. a fan. But like... Like spoilers for the international six. Oh well, yeah. But <laughs> I know. I just you know, um, your winners are Wings Gaming beating DC in the grand finals, and the end of game four has has we like on Slark, and like they've lost two lanes of racks, and clearly like as soon as as soon as Wings has sort of gathered their gathered themselves, they're going to come for the last one, right? Mm-hmm. And uh. Wee is on the Slark, and he's like, he, he runs across the river, and he silver edges up. And you can just, like, his thought process is clear as day, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like, it's on me. Everybody's counting on me. This is what I'm here for. I need to find a pickoff. I need to stall. I need to keep this game alive and our dreams alive. I need to be the hero right now. <sighs> and he goes for a, a fucking a pick that he can't get, and he gets killed. And the game is over. And fucking, man, that is what I do when I play a carry. <laughs> that is my that is my sickness. Is that, yeah, I, like, a teammate's in trouble, and I should just leave them to die, but I'm like, I've, but but it's me, I'm the guy, I'm, I'm the guy who has to save them. Nope. And, no, or like, we need a big play right now, that's me, I gotta do it. Okay, that and, is you, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, that's, I mean, seriously, like, <laughs> the part where he doesn't pull it off is the part that makes it relatable, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, you know what's not relatable but was amazing is watching him just destroy Fnatic with his Invoker. His his Invoker got to be against the law. If you just saw that game, you would say they need to nerf that hero. It was terrifying. So, lots of respect. And, you know, not that much bitterness. I like DC. But good God. Yeah, I, uh, that... That big dopey grin when Misery last picked a Jakiro mid against EG. That, what the fuck was that? <laughs> he was fucking pleased with himself. I, yeah, I mean, and, and I had seen, like, one of the, I left basically the Twitch on all day. And so I got to see the dopey panels and everything and the terrible dork signs behind the panels. Guys, we got to step up our dumb sign game. No kidding. But there was one guy standing back there, very serious, not too late for Jakiro. He was right. That guy must have peed his pants. <laughs> and I feel like we'll, we'll, we'll get to the nerfs and buffs segment in a bit. But I, I, I need to not forget to talk about Jakiro because cause he needs some help. Um, I don't know, like the teams, like... 
everyone said going into this, like, you can't, like, you can't take any of these teams lightly, right? Yeah. And then sort of, like, at the time, there was this sort of unspoken, like, except Escape and TNC, right? <laughs> um, and Escape, well, we'll leave that one to lie, right? But TNC, you absolutely couldn't take lightly. Yeah. They had some some scary stuff if you left them alone. And it was a really respectable showing for for a Filipino team, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, SEA Dota is starting to get far in tournaments, and it's really exciting to see. Yeah, it's great to see a scene just bloom. Mm-hmm. And I... I hope I hope Korea is next, but I hope it's not too much next. Yeah, you know? I kind of it's Korea, <laughs> and anytime Korea does that, it gets bad for everyone else. Because um, MVP Phoenix was—it's like—it's like the like the shops in a in old West town, right? Where you stand out front of the shop and you're like, okay, this looks nice, and then you walk past it and you're like, oh. Oh, that's just the front. The rest of it's <laughs> the rest of it's not. It's like they appeared so scary and if you let them do their thing, they were really scary, but they had one strategy. They were the Potemkin Dota team, for sure. And it was yeah, I mean, I don't see how they don't fire the captain on that team. I mean, even if they let him continue to be on the team, you need a new that is a captain's fault. If the team can only do one thing, that's the captain's fault. Mhm. Yeah, I I don't think you're wrong. Um and it's, you know, of course, it's the best showing a Korean team has had, but like at a certain point, like, do you care about that? Like, well, and they were really good at that one thing. Like, you know, respect where it's due, but, mm. but we need new leadership. Yeah. Or the leadership needs to, 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 I don't know. Like maybe what you do is you like, like a bunch of teams are having coaches, right? Mm hmm. Maybe you hire some coaches from other divisions who are like, you know, people who are not at the moment leading teams and have them come out and just sort of give you like, you know, like a summer camp on like, here's how to play Dota other than fighting nonstop. Here's how you do it. Yeah, or even just, I mean, if they could play more casual games against very different kinds of players, I think that would be really beneficial. And I mean that's part of the problem is that there are no Korean servers for Dota. It's pretty mm. hard for them to play, honestly. Yeah. So maybe they just don't get much experience. Maybe they don't have much time to practice other strategies. <laughs> Hadn't thought about that. I don't know. Uh Navi performed like I expected Navi to, which is a bummer. Um I mean, but also they were up against Liquid first round and, you know, Liquid was certainly not at the top of their game this tournament, but they're still Liquid. They're still game in there for sure. Uh, Secret performed like I expected Secret to, which is, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to say a bummer, but it's it's just, I don't know. It's weird. But my big takeaway from this, besides the fact that, like, everyone's a killer right now is that I just feel like DC is like this living proof that the top tier teams' conception of what makes a good team is fundamentally flawed. Hmm. Because these are all people who got... Well, I mean, not all. I think a couple of them didn't. But it's almost all people who got kicked off of their teams in exchange, like for someone, quote-unquote, better, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we got kicked off for Arteezy. Misery got kicked off for Universe, and I'm sorry, Misery Universe is actually better, but he's not a captain, and Misery's a captain. And, like, Resolution, like, am I misremembering? Because it feels so crazy to think that Resolution got kicked from Empire, who didn't even fucking make the (laughs) tournament. I mean, I think there's, yeah, there's, traditionally, can I say traditionally, it's such a short life, but... There is a lot of just grasping after, like, a heavyweight, right? Sort of regardless. Mm-hmm. It's like, you don't always need a heavyweight. Sometimes you need that astonishing support player. Sometimes you need that just, you know, not as technically proficient, but a, a mid with really great judgment and some crazy skills on a few different characters. So, yeah, it's disappointing. And I'm glad DC made it as far as they did. I hope yeah. they they went out to dinner and had, you know, had themselves a time. Do you think they stick together? Because they are, I mean... yes. Nobody expected them to make it that far. 
Sure. And they, I mean, like, they've outperformed every team that has ever been in that kind of position, right? Mm-hmm. But think about the teams that have been in that kind of position. Think about Kaipi and think about Team Tinker and think about these teams that existed just to have these guys get a paycheck for a little while. So if you're saying, are they going to change their name like all these other teams with terrible, stupid names, then I'm going to say I hope so. Um, but as to whether the players keep playing together, I think that they will. I mean, in part, just because the meta now so strongly rewards players who really know how to play with each other. No, what I'm asking, and I th- I, it sounds like your answer is no, but what I'm asking is, is Weeha going to go home and get a message from Secret, or, well, not Secret, because he's going to tell Secret to go fuck themselves, but from EG, or from... What I'm saying is, I think if they do get that message, they say, thanks, I'm good where I am. But, I mean, like, it, it just... Are they? I hope so. I I would like that as well, but it seems like like there's not a lot of precedent for that, right? There's not a lot of people who who show off like who are on what is generally considered to be not an amazing team and make an amazing performance and then aren't basically bought up, right? Cuz it's not just like it's not just like would you want would you like to trade from DC to EG. It's would you like to trade from DC to EG with this huge raise in your paycheck? And that's not nothing, but I think, I mean, I think the difference is maybe there could be things I'm not thinking of. Tell me if so. I feel like most of those other teams, there have been like one or two players who really shine and then the guys they play with. And I don't feel like that was the case with DC. I feel like it was a strong team, not just strong players on a team that went far, you know? It's... I mean, I feel like Soxa kind of faded a little bit just because he's the five, and the five, the five always kind of fades in the background a little bit, right? He did. I saw like, and especially earlier on in the tournament, I felt like he was playing better. And then it's true. I mean, part of your job ends up being to be the guy who gets ganked, and it's yeah, it's it's a rough gig. But I believe in Soxa. But yeah, like Misery was was obviously playing out of his. I mean, everyone was playing amazing. I'm not trying to, but like Misery was playing out of his mind in a way that was very noticeable. Moo was getting to the point that the crowd would let out a loud moo whenever he got a kill, which was the best. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, Resolution and we kind oh. of, they, they speak for themselves. They were phenomenal. Man, that first Razor pick was so amazing, especially with the commentators. You don't want to hear me complain about the commentary every week, but it's always in my mind. Like, oh, Razor, what a terrible pick. Like, uh, I mean, man, oh, no. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Astonishing play. Great picks. Thinking outside the box and then playing incredibly well. No, I really think, I mean, yeah, I think the difference is that they were strong as a team. Hmm. I don't think it'd be as easy to pick them off. Like, I think I think if EG wants Jerax, I think they, that is a much more likely sort of trade. Um, but it didn't seem to me like the kind of team where one guy is shining and, you know, it's, you know, it's 1v9. Like, it didn't feel like that. No, it really didn't. You're right. Yeah, I... Uh... I don't know. Whatever roster shuffle, okay. Whatever roster shuffle stuff happens, I am going to make four predictions now. Oh, good. And I would like you to make. If you can make four as well, then great. Uh, I'll make three. You can be our prediction leader. Okay. First off, secret and EG will change. <laughs> okay. Easy one, right? Sure. Yeah, I, I, that was going to be one of mine too. Fine. I was just going to say EG though. I actually think secret might not change, so I'm just going to say EG will change. I'm going to say, I'm going to go bold and say Empire disbands. Bold. Are we taking turns? Because I'm going to say Jerex jumps ship. Really? Yes. I really, I mean, I don't know if it's just a hot streak, but I watched him across several characters and, and a number of games, and he was... He was it was astonishing play. Just gorgeous, brilliant moves, incredibly good technical stuff, and the rest of the team was just floundering around in waist deep mud. If anybody wants to get out, I think it's Jerex. Yeah. Um I'm gonna say <clears throat> I'm gonna say OG has no changes. Cause they enjoy each other too much. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Ditto. 
Um, I think Fnatic's going to change things up. <laughs> I was about to say, I think Fnatic's going to flame out real bad in their next tournament. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's a that's a rough prediction. I think they continue. I think they continue to do just well enough that they don't have the major overall. I think what's going to happen, and I don't know that I think it's fair, but I think what's going to happen is they're going to say, Mushi, you can be our coach, but you're too old for this. Ah. I think that's what's going to happen. Okay. I predict the other person to get that conversation is fear. But it's so wrong! I, I'm, I don't think it's right about Mushi either, but I really... Yeah. I mean... I think Fear might get moved into more of a coaching role. And he's still great. I think he's an amazing player, but you can... Okay, so they showed... I don't know if you... You probably didn't see. They did a little, like, The Life of Fear, where they showed him in 2011 playing on his chunky old computer and saying he thinks professional gaming could really be a thing, right? Mm-hmm. He's, he's significantly younger than I am and looks significantly older than I am. Like God, he does. The scene has really aged him, and I have to believe. Like, he's he's got great judgment, he's got a lot of game knowledge, and I think he's not, like, they need somebody with the better reflexes that he can train. It's time. God, just imagine if he was fucking coach for MVP. I mean, that's that's crazy talk, but imagine what that would do. That would be phenomenal. Yeah. Except I don't, uh, I don't want... Korea to dominate the scene, so uh, I was actually thinking Navi won't want. Navi wouldn't listen. Havost is gone. Maybe they would listen. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. It just feels like, like whenever we talk about Navi, it feels like we're talking about that one dog we remember from childhood who died. Like, God, I love that dog so much. Yeah. He's never coming back. But, like, that's the thing, is there, like... We could name this one Navi, too. Yeah, it's not going to be the same dog. No, that, remember? They changed their names already. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, like, I... Navi isn't bad these days. They're just not good. They're just... I mean, and, you know, like, they made it to the International. They're good. I'm being dumb. But like... No, I know what you mean, though. I mean, they suffer from having been magical. So now yeah. being middle of the pack is just very sad i don't know i'm i'm honestly and this is like genuinely from the heart i am just glad they're still in the conversation yeah how old is dendy gosh uh i'm gonna say 24 but i don't know i'll look it up i don't know um so i'm gonna make uh, another prediction and this okay, one's kind of one more too okay the Chinese scene will explode again. <laughs> I am going to say, by the next international, we will have, like, retired players, real, pl really good players, retired players, at least one or two doing commentary. That would be so great. Oh, that'd be amazing. See, oh, I... Man. Sorry. Uh, Dendi and I were born the same year. He's 26. Yeah, his time's coming. He still looks like a young man. He's extremely beloved, and his team's not so good that he's the dead weight they need to cut. But his time's coming. I mean, like... But what then? Like... If I were Dendi, mm -hmm. I would be really working on my English in order to get that commentating job. He would be a really good commentator. He'd be a great commentator. He's incredibly intelligent and funny and knows the game really well. Yeah, he'd be a great commentator. I would really be... Yeah, I'd be doing Rosetta Stone. If I was Dendi, I would be working on building, like, the Harlem Go Globetrotters butt for Dota, and I would be that. Go, like, go from tournament to tournament, and, like, you know, sort of, like, in the same slot as, like, an all-star game, you have a match where you just fuck. Oh, right, the kids are asleep. Okay. Um, <laughs> you just fucking style on them, right? You pick weird shit, and you do crazy stuff with it, and you have a good time, and it's a cast of five people who can't really hang anymore, but are still phenomenal, legendary players. I, I think that'd be really fun. I hear what you're saying. You think it's a bad idea. It's a revolutionary idea. It is a revolutionary idea. You and may sometimes be, they're bad. You may be ahead of your time. 
I mean, like, I'm not, uh, like, this is an idea that literally just came to me, and I'm not even sure it's good, but I think the idea of, like... Clown Dota? (laughs) I was gonna say, like, just a more gimmicky kind of Dota, honestly. Like, all-star games are not very good. No. This year's all-star game was kind of fun because we got to see Pitlord for the first time, and that was exciting, and we'll talk about him later. Um... But mostly, it was just not a very good match. And imagine, like, I mean, maybe we're still going to have the All-Star game either way. But imagine if, when we need to break things up in a tournament, we're like, and here's this other mode. Here's 3v3 Dota with these ex-pros who are playing crazy and are, you know, something like that. Here's this other mode that is not normally played and is not as competitive, but in a short burst is super entertaining and a great change of pace while still being Dota. I hear you, and it just makes me think of, like, being at a ball game and having them, like, have a seven-year-old try to steal first base by actually taking it and running in the ten-second. You know? Like, it's just like, ugh, ugh, I don't know. But, like, the difference is that it's not, it's not a ten-year-old, it's a former pro player? That would be much sadder than the ten-year-old. And also, there isn't as much of an athletic concern, Emily... I'm not talking about an old man trying to carry a base and breaking his leg. What's wrong with you? I feel like you're the one who took the metaphor in that direction. Perhaps it's more like the bobblehead race. Who will win? Is it Red Hat bobblehead? You have made me done with this conversation. I don't know how you did that, but I'm bitter now. It's my special gift. Ugh. All right. Well, that prediction. Yeah. No, that wasn't wasn't a prediction. I'm not predicting that that's going to happen. Don't be out of your mind. Um, oh, thank God. Yeah, no, God, that's not going to happen. I just think that'd be really interesting. Um, I don't know. Let's let's just let's move on. I think it'd be neat if they made Kraft macaroni and cheese where the noodles were shaped like Dota heroes. If we're doing that, but one of them would be Bloodseeker. That's cool. I'll eat Bloodseeker. And you put little pieces of metal in it so it cut your mouth. Blood for the twins. <laughs> um, blood sorry. For the blood God. So- Anyway, I'm I'm done being an idiot for the moment. Aww. Let's let's talk about nerfs and buffs. And buffs and nerfs and buffs. Do we want the big conversation? Let's let's get the obvious nerfs out of the way. Okay. Marana. Marana's getting nerfed. What do you nerf? My ideas are all spectacularly crazy. I'm not going to make any of those predictions, especially cuz my temper idea was so brilliant. Um, no, just not predictions. Let's just talk what, what like, let's free ourselves from the shackles of what do we think Ice Frog will do, and just talk about, like, our ideas and what we think could be done, should be done, whatever. No, I, no. You can. No. I'm just going to say who I think goes up and down. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, with Marana, I think, I mean, I think you need to adjust the ags. Whether that means adjusting Starfall instead, I don't know. I think Mara- I think the arrow is fine, Leap is fine, Moonlight Shadow is fine, and I don't think there's really a problem with her stat gain. It's just that magic burst is too strong when she gets the eggs. Mm. It's too fast, it's too much. And it's, you know, it's really good team fight, it's really good push, and it's it, it's really good counter-initiation almost, because it, you know, continues when she's stunned. Yeah. So, I don't know. And I like that about it. I definitely don't want to take that part away. But it, it seems... It seems too strong right now. And I don't like seeing her do it. Which is, a, like, a petty thing. But, like, seeing a Marana walk up and then just whoom, whoom, and someone's dead. I don't... Like, it can be sort of fun because it's out of nowhere mm-hmm. a lot of the time. But it doesn't actually feel that exciting to me. Yeah. Well, some of that's because then you watch her do it to a wave of creeps. I mean, it's just like, oh, yeah, yeah, that again. True. It's not like a ravage. Well, let's talk about a buff then. Treant. Treant needs some love. Fnatic, when they were really on their game, their vision was astonishing. And they never picked Treant, where you get all those free wards. Treant clearly needs some love. I think he needs better fighting. Mm. Because his vision game is, is out of control. Yes. Right? Um... Assuming you get an agonims, obviously. But I think, like... I don't know. And I wonder if it's he's just he's one of those heroes that also just needs to be discovered. 
in a way, because like, okay, here, theory crafting a nonsense thing right now. Okay. His level one right click is crazy. It's like 80 damage or something, right? Mm-hmm. And also, his HP isn't bad. Orb of Venom Treant. Play like <laughs> Have ogre. Him be ogre. Run at them and punch <laughs> them. Uh, we should give that a shot later this week. Okay, sounds good. Okay. <laughs> um, but, like, I, I wonder, you know, they're, like, Ogre was in the meta, and that, like, he hasn't, like, gotten these crazy buffs recently. It's just people figured out he was good. I wonder if that'll happen to Treant. Hmm. But I feel like he is actually maybe a little underpowered. And I think that he is. Yeah, I don't know. His 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 ult seems fine. Mm-hmm. Maybe buff living armor, or maybe leech seed. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Nerf. Nerf faceless void. Nerf the cooldown on time walk, please. Yeah, it's... Yeah. Every four seconds? And also, like... Can we please have the commentator either change this or help the commentators realize that in fact he's going to use it on he's going to use uh, Chrono on a single target over and over again. That's just what they do now. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Sorry, yeah. but hearing them go like, "Oh, commitment!" Like, no. I'm still filled with rage. You may have thought that I mellowed, but you were mistaken. She really had some problems with her headset. It was really not great. Headsets. Yeah. Um, buff. I think you had one that made sense to me, which was Lena. Yeah, I we just she's not around, which is weird. Doesn't yeah. she do like tons of fire and shit? And she has a reliable stun, and she's got some BKB piercing, you know, burst damage, and she's just not around. Like I feel like just about every TI she's had a presence. Mm-hmm. It's really weird not to see her. It's really strange. And I don't entirely hate it because, boy, I'd gotten tired of her. But, like, she probably needs a little love. And I don't know what that looks like. Do not, do not buff Laguna Blade. <laughs> no, please no. not. <laughs> I'll come for you. So who's our next nerf? Let's talk about Timbersaw for a minute. Timbersaw needs a nerf. Holy shit. He's yes. a great play. He's a great character. I love to see him, but then I get uneasy watching him. So you had an idea. <laughs> My idea was that using his hookshot should cost him health. And I did not like this idea, but it made me think of my idea. Oh, good. His hookshot does no damage unless it consumes stacks you have of reactive armor. If you have reactive armor, using it will consume stacks of reactive armor to deal proportional damage. Hmm. So, because, like, one of the biggest problems with Timbersaw is when he's got max reactive armor and he just walks into a big fight and just stays there. I saw one game where... Sorry, guys, I don't remember who. But, um... It was a dire timber saw, and he was just standing under the Radiant Tier 3, and one of the commentators is like, what, is he AFK? Like, no, you jackass, look at his HP bar. It's not going down. He has no reason to move. He's tanking for creeps. It's ridiculous. And that was episode 32. Uh, as I say, next week we'll have way less issues from this. It's really been, it's really been a nightmare, editing this episode and and multiple times trying to record it and just having issue after issue after issue. Uh, we're we're so sorry about everything that happened. And trust me, I I I'm sure you guys found it really frustrating, and we regret that. And I don't think you can <laughs> you can understand how frustrating we found it. Um, we're right there with you. Uh, so thank you everybody for listening. This has been uh, Bottle Crow. You can find us on iTunes if you want to look us up there. You could give us a rating or review, which will help us bump up the rankings, or you could just tell a friend about us. Uh, and if you like the work we do here, uh, I do more work at scanlinemedia.com where I do games criticism, reviews, and articles and such, and also another podcast with some friends of mine. And if you want to support us, both that website and Bottle Crow, you can go to patreon.com slash scanlinemedia any contributions you'd give us would go towards buying either new games to cover or perhaps some new microphones for some hosts who apparently need new microphones. 
Um, and I want to give a big thank you to Reddit user Pomodi for use of his Harmonies of New Bloom music pack, which you can find in-game and purchase there. It's some very good uh, classical, I would say, I, th- I think Chinese-style music. I guess I'm not super well-educated, but it was cert- it was released alongside New Bloom, and it has that has that good sound to it. Um, and I, I want to apologize to him to having used so much of his music to try and patch the rough holes in the production this week. Um, we will see you guys next week with another episode that will be way less of a mess. Thanks for being patient with us. We'll see you around.